0: Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, people. Dave Fensom here with another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. How are you doing, collaborators? Do you like that, collaborators? i come up with that. I'm going to call you collaborators. Yeah, we've got a name now. Right, yeah, I don't know. How are you guys doing, man? Uh, fucking been anywhere nice? It's fucking nuts, isn't it, man? Found myself really looking forward to my trip to uh, Lidl yesterday. That's how desperate things are getting, man. I've been... Uh, I've actually been working more than I normally do. I've got, had to take up some... Uh, I'm doing some customer service work, man. It's the first nine-to-five job I've had in many, many years. And it's uh, it's very, very strange, man. It's a strange... Uh, situation but yeah it's all right man days go pretty quick i'm having a good enough time shout out to my man si um yeah i don't know man this week we've got uh we recorded this one via skype uh well via um zoom actually i think it was uh and you know uh it's you know obviously it's gonna be some difference in the sound quality um hope it doesn't stand out too badly we're doing the best we can in the circumstances as people Love to tell you at the moment. Uh, we had a good conversation about this album. I neither of us particularly familiar with. Uh, I, think, I think this is a solid episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the quiz episode last week. Uh, and there may be another one of those coming up soon. I did another quiz last Friday. Uh, I think for the for ongoing future, it's quite likely there's going to be a quiz every Friday at 8 o'clock. Um, uh, unless life gets in the way. So yeah, last with the first one we did was on pop music. Uh, that was last week's podcast. Just did one on alternative music. This Friday just gone. We had a few technical issues, but you know, I think people we you know 18 teams completed the whole thing. So we had fun. I think. Uh, find us on the PCL podcast facebook live might be moving it over to twitch at some point still haven't decided just working out how it all goes anyway i've been waffling for way too long now hope you guys enjoy this episode on wish by the cure Yes, people. It's another episode of Pop Collaborate. Listen, I am, as always, Dave Fensom, And here with me, but not actually with me, is my good friend, Mr. Christopher. Greer.
1: Alright, everybody.
0: Yes, we are recording this uh in a virtual setting. Normally we get together and we record it in uh, in the same room in my house, but today we are separated by uh a matter of ma- a few miles, but it seems like so much more, doesn't it, crystal It
1: does. It seems like a- an entire world between us, mate. We're locked in. It's the
0: uh, coronavirus uh, lockdown. If you're listening to this in 2022 and the world hasn't ended, yes, remember that shit happened. Yeah. Crazy, right? I know it's mad. Uh, <sighs> this is what
1: everyone has to seems to be doing is recording stuff via an online program and so it's probably going to sound a little bit weird but that's what we have to do
0: exactly and of course we have been putting out our own online content via our incredibly shambolic pop collaborate
1: and listen quizzes yes indeed we've done two uh sort of 90s music quizzes so far and yeah they've been very good fun Dave has been presenter.
0: I've been presenting yet and I've been trying to work out technology, which I do not understand, demonstrating why Krista does all of the technical stuff on our podcast.
1: Quite, quite. Now, it's been good fun. Thank you to everyone who has joined in with those as well. Um, If you have missed them, you should still be able to kind of access them. We're going to try and put audio files up of the quizzes if you want to play them and and play along by yourselves as well. But yes, we have reconvened after a couple of weeks
0: off to try and record... Uh, another podcast proper. Um, How have you been in
1: isolation, Mr. Greer? Are you doing all right? I'm loving it, mate. It's fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, uh, In case people don't know, I run a pub and so that's been shut since the 20th of March and uh, we don't know what's going on yet. Obviously, there's no timescale of when this is going to be over and I'm literally just sitting at home watching telly. It's fucking brilliant. Love it.
0: That's because you are what you would describe as financially solvent, Krista Greer.
1: Yes, this is exactly true. I've got some savings. I'm fine. Well, I, uh, I I, I took a big risk and ploughed all my savings
0: into starting a new company this year, Krista. Good um, man. How's how that going for out, you? Well, it turns out I've fallen a, uh, into a massive hole where I get absolutely nothing. So I've <laughs> yeah. taken a minimum wage customer service job. Hooray. <laughs> yep. So I'm not sitting on my arse and watching telly. I'm helping people get their issues with a certain product in perspective.
1: Right, yeah, true. And also, yeah, in terms of your financial year, we've just found out that the Edinburgh Festival has been cancelled. Uh, so that's really yeah. fun.
0: I had fifty four paid gigs booked in Brighton Fringe, so yeah. that fucks me worse. But fuck it. We got uh, you know, th- there's more important things as uh health and And this podcast. Yeah, this podcast I've got I've got Waffles the Dog asleep on my foot at the minute. He's sit under it's actually sitting with me because you're not in the house. he yeah. always sits with
1: Krista. Indeed. He can sense I'm close, I'm sure. He can, I think he can hear you. Good. Good. Right. Let's get into uh, this week. What's this week's album, Mister Krista Greer? Right. This week we are talking about uh, the Cure's album "Wish," which was out in April of 1992 and went to number one for one week. So where were you? Where were you the, with the Cure? I think we talked about this before. I think you were saying that your mum was a fan of the Cure. Exactly. But not? the Cure is one of the their album "17 Seconds," which was their kind of second album, but their first one really got them noticed and gave them the cure sound. That was one of the albums that I remember, even obviously vaguely, but uh being in my house when I was growing up. So in like 1980, when I was five, that was being played a load in my house. So yeah. I was aware of it then. I must admit, as the 80s went on, I didn't follow them, you know, as a fan or anything like that. I was aware of the singles. Yeah. The ones that, you know, The Love Cats and Close to Me or whatever. Whenever they got to the top twenty, and I would see him on top of the pops. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty cool." But I didn't, I did, I didn't stick with him, and, and I've never been a Cure fan, like in the some way that some people are. What about yourself?
0: Well, even less connected, right. I would say, because I mean, I, the, the, there was there was no chance of the Cure being music that my mum and dad would listen to. That's uh, not, the, you know, my mum and dad aren't really big music fans anyway, so this not the kind of thing that would have ever been on their radar at all. A bit, bit, a bit too mm-hmm. weird. Um And so, I mean, I didn't really, I mean, I was kind of vaguely aware of uh their big singles, but I was never really interested in them. It didn't seem like something that was for me. Uh And then when I got to sixth form college, I think there was a bit of delineation between who the goths were. And it was a bit of like, oh, you know, maybe I didn't give it a chance sure, or anything yeah. along those lines. So I was, you know, as the years have gone by, I've, you know, I've, I've learned to appreciate the big, Cure songs, uh, and I've I've always quite liked Robert Smith. In an interview, thought he was okay, a bit sure. of a dude, but I've never. Do you know what I mean? I think I I, I think I listened to Disintegration a few years ago because I was like, I've got to get into, got to try the it. Cure and give them more of a chance. Yeah, and I enjoyed it enough, uh, but I, I've never been. I, I kind of missed my window to be the big okay, Cure. I fan.
1: think that's probably true. I, th- I think if you're not getting into them when you're probably early teens, then. There's something, it's not going to cement itself with you in the way that that's the way it needs to be. Um, and while I was, like I'm saying, I was aware of the singles, the big ones, whatever, Lullaby, Love Song, etc. I di- I can't say that I particularly loved them because in my head, the, the Cure that I knew... Was the stuff of Seventeen Seconds? It was, it's basically, you know, the stuff that sounds like a forest—that really spooky, menacing. Yeah. I love that sound. And so, whenever they were doing their more '80s chart stuff that I would hear, I was like, "Nah, can't be arsed." Didn't, didn't give it a go. And so, I've never listened to a Cure album apart from Seventeen Seconds. Sure.
0: And I, so, have you ever, you ever heard never this? Never
1: had. Album, no. Uh, going through it, I remembered the singles to to varying extents, but never ever checked the mm-hmm. album out before. No. Um, which is understandable because this is 1992 and I'm pretty set in my ways in, as much as I'm now looking at a load of grunge stuff, I'm looking at some very uh, early sort of Manchester indie stuff, but a band that is already big and in place... It comes through, and I'm not particularly interested.
0: Yeah, and I—I I, I mean, there was a whole other thing for me. There was a girl, at, there was a girl at sixth form college that I fancied that ended up kind of getting off with a guy that really liked the Cure, and I think I held oh, that against it, them in that some way. That will
1: do it. Here it will do it, man. It will um, do it. In terms of the background of this album, this is their ninth studio album. Uh, so they're really, yeah. they're far into the career and they're off the back of Disintegration, which you mentioned, which was their 1989 album, which was massive, in especially in the States. It was a really mm-hmm. big one and they did a massive tour with it. Uh, it, it really broke them uh, in a bigger way. It, throughout the 80s, especially the end of the 80s, they were getting bigger and bigger, definitely in the States, but Disintegration really kicked them into sort of high gear over there. Sure, But this is their first album without... Lol, Tol- Lol Tolhurst, who had been with the band since 1973, but he got chucked out after the disintegration tour because of his alcoholism, and he just got impossible to, to manage really. And so this is a slightly different band for the first time. It's changed throughout the years, but they had been they'd been uh, you know kind of a set lineup for a little while, and this is now just going a little bit different. Right. But uh, it's still most of what you would consider a classic Cure lineup this one
0: fair place. well look should we um should we have a start with the uh, the album cover
1: the album cover right yes yeah, so I, I don't remember this album cover at all
0: i mean i remember seeing it on t-shirts at sixth form college you know do you right uh, yeah eh, it's very cure i mean it is yeah it's you know it's 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 pretty enough it's you know i yeah, i don't i don't love it i don't hate it no
1: it's it's it... You know, I don't want to put stuff down without really being into it, but it looks like it's trying a bit hard to be weird to me. Um,
0: I don't know if I go with that. I think that I no. no? I think you know. I, th- I think it's. I think it's a nice, fun image, uh, but it's you know, it, it doesn't blow me away. I don't think it's a classic album cover by any. Uh,
1: any no. Take. No. It's, it's- it's quite indistinct. It's, yeah, it doesn't uh, stand out yeah. to me. I can definitely imagine it on t-shirts. Yeah, so.
0: exactly. I, I mean, I saw it on a million t-shirts,
1: but it, it, it doesn't. Right. I don't
0: think it has like the kind of the uh, the iconography of a good album cover.
1: Nah, nah. I suppose this to me looks like a sixth-form goth yeah, guy has drawn um, it on his. His, uh,
0: it's a bit kind of Tim Burton-y kind of, t- some sure, back yeah, of then. Tim Burton's maths book,
1: isn't it, really? Yeah, there you go. That's a lovely way to put it. That's exactly what it is, I reckon, yes.
0: All right, well, OK, so we're not blown away by that, but um, well, what should we do then? Should we crack yeah. into uh, uh, the first track?
1: Right, yeah, track number one on the album, and it's called Open... Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing that I noticed in this is that they're opening with a nearly seven minute song. Yeah. Which is uh,
0: brave. It's very brave, yeah. I think, you know, we've often got a criticism of an overly long song. Okay, yeah. but we've got, you know, we've kind of got these kind of... I'm liking
1: this yeah, so far, though.
0: kind of dissonant, kind of very post-rocky kind of sound.
1: That yeah, I and mean, yes, when this guitar comes in, this kind of more drony guitar, yeah. I really like that sound. Yeah, I mean, look, this is musically completely
0: up my alley. You know, that that got a very, very dissonant oh, really? guitar. He's got a big kind of crashes going on. That wall of noise thing that comes through,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of—it's like dirty guitars. It's really dark, and moody, and it's a little bit off-tilter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's, 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 it's it sounds almost shoegazy, but it's a bit more scary than yeah, that. Yeah, it's
0: a little bit more balls to it, and that's uh, there, there is like mm. exactly a pervasive air of menace that kind of runs underneath it.
1: Yeah. Now, wh- yeah, no, this is, Oh, and there yeah. you go. There's Robert well, Smith. Your, where are you on Robert Smith's voice? I understand completely that he. I, it's always going to be. Oh fucking hell, that's Robert Smith. But for some reason, I really like it. at sometimes, but sometimes it does jar with me. I don't understand why it's both ways because it's the same thing in every. Fucking well, it's
0: song. It, it's not though. There's 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 certain affectations and certain things. I, I I agree with that completely. I understand. Completely, where you're coming from. There are sometimes Robert Smith's voice jars me. This song is not one of them. I think it sounds really fucking. No, good I think on this, this works really well. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, there's some quality teenage poetry lyrics in this.
1: Well, there's throughout this album. There's some lyrics. I'm like, oh, this maybe shouldn't have been. For put the in. most
0: part, I'll let him off though.
1: For the most part, I will. Yes. Um,
0: Obviously, you know, this is. I wouldn't describe this as a pop song. It's a seven-minute kind of. Uh, mm. wall and noisy kind of you know kind of angsty uh, I mean you know basically yeah, yeah. the song but it's about him being the goth at the party really isn't it it's about you know obviously it feels kind of like industry parties and people want to introduce him to exactly. people oh yeah you need to know this guy and he's just there going oh, I fucking hate all you people who are you get your hands off me. <laughs>
1: yeah exactly it is it's it imagine this is a lot to do with the the massive tour they did from 89, 1991 yep. with the Disintegration Tour where he was having just a schmooze, a lo- and again a lot of American record company people and do meet and greets with the fans, but you're absolutely right, this is the sound of someone who's just fed the fuck yep. up with this nonsense mm-hmm. and he's, he's sort of, tr- he's kicking back a little bit uh, but just having a good fucking whinge about having to do this nonsense.
0: I mean, it's you know, it's quite a, it's quite a champagne goth problem, really, isn't it? Oh,
1: sure. But it's a great song. And it could be also. Oh, it's a great song. It could be also a bit of a commentary about Lol Tolhurst's alcoholism as well, because there's a lot of stuff about being drunk yeah. and having to be drunk at this. Um, he's saying that in order to get through this shit he has to be a bit pissed or on something. Mm-hmm. And so it could be a bit of a, a commentary on, well, this is what happened to my mate, lol. Who knows? Uh, but there's some lines in there that I think are very evocative about being drunk. There's one, I'm, I'm back on my back with the lights and the lies in my eyes and the colour and the music's too loud and my head's all the wrong size. Nice. Now, that that is a nice description of just being too far and you're like, I just need my bed. Yeah. I need this to stop. You know, it's that bit of a, uh, in a club where you go, right, it's time for the Irish goodbye. Yep. Just fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is a really good song.
0: Yeah. I love this man. Yeah. Straight away into this. I mean, mm. it, you know, for me, it doesn't feel too long either. Uh, justifies. No, length. I was fine yep, with it. Absolutely.
1: Oh, right, well, that's a good start then. Yeah, definitely. And sonically, this is kind of what I want from a Cure song because it does remind me of the stuff that I like from uh, the very early days. Uh, I was, I was kind of scared that i was going to be getting a more either commercial or just bland cure yeah. by this point well, in well their you know careers. i mean uh, you know i mean
0: obviously i'm you know i've always been a big fan of bands like mogwai and you know kind of russian circles yeah. explosions in the sky isis all of that kind of sound right yeah i yeah, love yeah. all of that shit some of my favorite music to ever see live as well and i was just it's going oh wow man this the, the roots of that are all on display here.
1: Definitely, you can hear all of those things, can't you? Of course you can. Yeah, of course you can.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, all right, and you know they have to give it to the Cure. They have inspired loads of bands. Of course. You know, I'm sure people like you've just said, you know, Mogwai and that sort of thing. You're definitely going to say they they are going to say, oh yeah. Uh, big fans of the band or you know, used to listen to them back in the youth and wanted to, to do some of their sonic stuff. But they've also inspired people you who know, Blink-182. For some Let's reason, there's a load them, of... Man. No, no, but there's a load of kind of American uh, bands who were big in the late 90s, 2000s who almost cite this album, this and Disintegration, as some of the stuff that got them into wanting to be Well, that's the
0: thing, though. You know, if you, you know, if if you look at the queue, there's so much to buy into, isn't there? Because, you know, there are, there's visual aesthetics, there are music, the whole package is there, isn't it, really? You know, it's a... Oh,
1: yeah, you can buy into the whole thing. Bob
0: Smith was an iconic fucking dude. I mean, you know, less so since he started looking like Barbara Cartland, but...
1: I do find it funny because he's like 60 now yeah. and he still has to... He can't not. He can't not be Robert Smith of The Cure whenever you see yeah. him. He has to do the hair and he has to do the makeup. If he just went on with a nice neat cut and uh, a, a polo neck, yeah. you wouldn't have a fucking clue who he was.
0: Now, I always say this about, like, you know, not the superstar DJs, right, from, from the 90s right. because, you know, they probably made enough money they could retire on that money. right. But imagine you right. are, like... Job in DJ, right? You earn and you know you earn a couple of grand a month from DJing, right? Sure. So like it will pay your bills. It will do your thing, right? And like when you're when you're like in your twenties, that's the best thing in the world, right? Because yeah, I'm at a club every weekend. Imagine when you're our age, like oh fuck, I've got to go to a club again. Can you imagine? It's like what else can I do?
1: totally. Oh, I'm now fifty-four. I've got to go and play whatever's in the charts to these 19 year olds. Exactly. Otherwise, my mortgage is (laughs) fucked. Yeah. (laughs) I (laughs) know. Fuck that shit. Anyway, right, should we listen to track two? Right, track number two is called Hi. Hi. Right, and this was the first single released off the album. It got to number eight in March of 1992.
0: Yeah. I mean, I see why it's a single choice. Very kind of, sure. very kind of jangly indie pop kind of thing. Oh, exactly. It's the accessible side of
1: the Cure. And, and this this that, reminds that bass line, though. No, very. Yeah,
0: cool. uh, this reminds me very much of another one of their singles. I couldn't put my finger on it when I was listening to it. All right, a yeah. better
1: one. I mean, it, I guess it sounds like stuff like the Caterpillar. Yeah. Or or Love Song. It, it is that very chart friendly but oh yeah that's the cure Uh, this one i kind of remember this from the time i definitely don't remember it well uh from 1992 no i don't remember this one very much but uh, this one doesn't do too much for me it's a bit too twee lyrically definitely and it's also a bit too stereotype robert smith's delivery the it, it almost sounds like he's just doing it for affectation at this point. On this, yeah, this me.
0: this felt quite generic to me. It did certainly didn't grab me in the way that the first
1: song did. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Um, and lyrically, you know, like you were saying about sixth form lyrics, there are some ones on here.
0: I, I, I wonder, I wonder if you've got the, 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 There's one that particularly kind of stuck in my craw a little
1: bit. Right, give it to me and I'll tell you if I've got the same Uh, When I
0: See You, Kitten as a Cat.
1: Exactly the same. fucking rubbish. Yeah, as smitten as that, I can't get that small. Fuck you, man. That's that's an unforgivable lyric. But it's the sort of thing that if you were 17, you'd go, oh, that's a great, oh, that's wicked. I love The Cure. If if you're a Cure fan at 17, obviously, you have to be, you know, at least far, a bit down that road. But I can see them loving that, lapping it up.
0: Yeah, for for me, this one is on the wrong side of... Uh, the Wrong Side of Poppy just doesn't really do a huge amount for me. I don't hate it. I'm, I, I'm, I suspect as an album track, I could grow to be perfectly fine with this.
1: I agree with that. And I must admit, you know, because we've uh, had a couple of weeks break, I've listened to this album more than most of the ones that we yeah, do. Me too. I've listened to this uh, quite a lot of times. And when this one comes on, I'm like, yeah, this is all right. This is-. Musically, it's okay yeah. but it's absolute wallpaper realistically i'm not ever going to go oh yeah fucking high that's a great one oh, I, I understand
0: why it's a single but i think it's one of the lesser tracks on this record
1: yes i i would be totally fine with you know not hearing this one again but like you said yeah i get it it works for that yeah i must admit that robert smith has never spoken to me as you know uh, someone in the way that uh, he speaks to a lot of other people he's never been uh, lyrically someone i'm like that is deep that is pretty fucking cool Mm -hmm. uh so i'm totally ambivalent to this apart from the bit where it gets too bad and too cloying for me if the tune had been much better i would forgive it but it's not i don't think it's i don't think it's
0: a i don't think it's a great one like i say uh
1: reasonable album Mm -hmm. track but uh Nothing yeah. more than that. And really, the video for this as well, it's the first single back, and the video was really amateur. Oh, really? You know, the band are up in the air on clouds and on kites because it's called high. It's just a bit nothing. Robert Smith does look very, very young, though, as you can imagine. Yeah. This is 30 years ago. Fairfax, man, Fairfax. But I must admit, right, I can't see him in this time period where he's still doing the 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 kind of the cardigans with the sleeves over the hands and the Edward Scissor Hand hair all that shit without thinking of the Mary Whitehouse experience version that they did of yeah, it you know, here they they took the piss ah oh, it's brilliantly done but that's kind of it's it's become my default uh, v- uh, vision of Robert Smith now. can you
0: imagine Robert Smith diving like just like on the the second highest board at the swimming baths just going of doing a dive
1: <laughs> no I can't I don't know why that's probably that's a good here. image isn't it? <laughs> I mean there's many things I can't really imagine him doing. I can't imagine him doing pottery, for example. I can,
0: I can imagine him doing pottery and it coming out and being like some weird fucking Tim Burton sculpture. Oh, I, right? I can imagine him do I can imagine him doing anything artistic. I can't I find it very difficult to imagine him cashing a check.
1: <laughs> True. Doing a shoppy Donaldi. Yeah, at minute, exactly, yeah. you know, like I'm blocking a toilet. Right, okay the uh, the mundane Robert Smith activities exactly the only other thing I've got on this is that I was looking through you know what cover versions and if anybody sampled all, any of these uh, big singles and stuff and there's what I'm going to put one cover version of each single into the ongoing uh, or, or rather into our playlist for this episode nice. and this one the, the wedding present did a cover version of this and it's actually pretty decent enough. If you like the wedding present, because it sounds it's sped up like the wedding present would be, and it's a lot more uh, sort of harder guitars, but it works really well actually. I think it's it's a nice one, so I'm gonna stick that into the playlist. Fair yeah. dues. I would have thought covering the queue had a bit been a bit on the nose for the wedding present. Nah, no, nah, they're different enough, definitely. They're they're still uh, miserable dar bastards, but uh, the wedding present are more angry rather than morose. Yeah, fair yeah. dues. Fair yeah. dues. All right. Well, let's listen yeah. to track number three now. Okay. Track number three is called Apart.
0: So, you know, we've got some drama here, haven't we? We've got this synth coming in. And that's kind of just washed all over me like a nice fucking warm
1: wave. I absolutely love that as it goes in. Yeah, it's a very somber beginning. This bass riff is wicked, though.
0: You get these mournful kind of keyboard strains that come in here.
1: I'm such a fucking goth I absolutely love this (laughs) right yeah I mean this is it's very somber another it's another long long song it's you know it's a minute 20 before any vocals come in yeah but musically, this is interesting. I like what they're doing here. Again, this is the sort of sound I want from The Cure. Yeah, it's, it's like a
0: real kind of head nodder, isn't it? Absolutely that. Yeah, sure, okay.
1: sure. Um, and there's Robert Smith. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: I mean, look, I I love pretty much everything about this song.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I
0: just yeah, I was just bought into this one from the moment it started till till the end. I was like, oh yeah, this is absolutely a bit of me. Six and a half minutes. It is a li- uh-huh. it is a little bit long. In the interest of fairness, I will say it is a little bit Fine. long. But yeah, Fine. I, this one had my attention all the way through it. I, I just thought it was really fucking. I just really. I really like the you know the kind of the broken love song in it um, mm, you know I, yeah. I, I know they don't really write much else apart from that but
1: well definitely on this album there's a lot of that on this album uh, this is it seems to me to be about two people in a relationship that's kind of in its final throes yeah. uh, and they they, they're, they don't want to admit that it's, it's on the way out they're trying to put a brave face on it at points but it's not going to be getting any better and so it's like it's 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 the kind of misery at the end where you go, oh, I wish this was just done.
0: Yeah, the painful death now, because you're like, oh. ah, yeah. you know where it's going, and you know you've got to get through that painful healing thing. And You're like, I can't even yeah. start doing this until this just fucks off.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, do. I I I kind of like that bit of it. There is one bit. I mean, again, with the sound of this song, I I like all the instrumentation I like how it goes on uh, it's beautifully done there's one bit though in the vocals uh, that I don't like I don't like as it goes through that there's the whispered vocals underneath the main ones doing exactly the same oh, words see, I really
0: liked that I really
1: oh it's that that annoyed no, see, me that's
0: the, I think that's the I think that's the, the pretentious cough in me
1: I see uh, maybe I I did think it was probably a bit pretentious I, I thought it was uh, an effect that I didn't enjoy uh, it was a bit that too. i oh, look at the effect. That was
0: wicked. A wicked accidental partridge. It was an effect I didn't enjoy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw they're going for something. Oh, check me out. I'm very serious. I'm very moody. But I'm like, nah, man. Come on. This is this is too much. Uh, see, to I see. I just. So I've I could have done with I, that.
0: I, I loved all of the melodrama of that song. I, you know, I I got the, it. Was it was beautifully kind of just. Uh, Overwrought and raw and it's a really nice way they talk about her
1: pearl black eyes oh my god and stuff so like good that.
0: man so good <laughs> I was so that, that is that. really over of course man <laughs> you know i mean this okay. uh, this is you know absolutely fucking hot topic poetry but what can you do man love that
1: shit <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay i think that it could have been two minutes shorter and I would have enjoyed it a lot more. And literally, if they taken away that breathy vocal underneath, I would have been all right. This is a good song, as it is. I, I it's a good song with my res- with some reservations. Okay,
0: I'm yeah, I'm a uh, good good song with uh, fewer reservations. All right. Well, okay. Then track number four. Then should we do that one? Let's do that. Uh, this one's called "From the Edge of the Deep Green Sea."
1: Right. And this one. Seven minutes forty. Yeah, I looked at that and went, "This had better be fucking good." Yeah, exactly. Like, what What are you bringing me into here?
0: And you know, like lyrically, this is another bad relationship song. It's about infidelity and the dysfunction uh-huh. of a relationship, uh, and two people not being not on the same page with
1: that. But yeah, I, mean, I must admit, I have not read into what sort of where he was in relationship at this time, but. I wonder how much of this is about something very specific yeah.
0: oh, I hear all these lovely little guitar noises as this, this kind of bass riff comes around the kicks that riff coming yeah, in so nice way and that shuffling drums yeah. I think that I mean I didn't know much about him but I think this guy's a really nice player the way he plays Really nice beats throughout
1: this record. This guy has been drumming with them. Um, he's called Boris, and he's been drumming with them since 1984 at this point. And what he does seem to do, he doesn't necessarily just keep that sort of four-four yeah. beat. He does a lot of fills and plays on different parts of the kit for effect and, yeah. and atmosphere. It works really well. We and uh, Robert Smith, full-on Robert Smith mode again. Oh, it's
0: a very kind uh,
1: of I describe that impassioned, but Broken kind of vocal. Oh yeah, there's a real desperation at times, but it's it's a man who doesn't know what to do. Oh man, I mean I really,
0: really, really, really love this song. It's really, I yeah. This is really so far, would you say, this your favourite.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is terrific. This is terrific. Um, I'd say this sound as well. There was loads of the and the, the early '90s indie bands were trying to do this sort of yeah. sound, and for the Cure just to come back and but there you go. Here's seven minutes of this. That's impressive. That's amazing, man. They're on top of their game at this one. And then later on, it kicks in, about five minutes in, it kicks up a gear when more guitars come in, the guitar solo comes in. Uh, They really do
0: those fucking big, kind of echoey, dissonant guitars better than nearly anyone else, don't they? Really cool. When it starts kind of coming in, those little electronic touches, I think that's about the time as it kicks back in heavier as well. It's Just just... Sure, yeah. Everything is in service of this big fucking emotional journey, you know. Uh, That's what I found with this and other songs on here. It just, uh, you know, even if it wasn't really 100% connecting with what it was about or even reading the lyrics, it was just like, oh, this is making me feel
1: euphorically sad. I absolutely get what you're saying as well. It is, um, I want to make me feel horrendously miserable. Yeah. That's what I'm after mm-hmm. at this point. And the, the the whole tone and the sound of these songs, when it works, it's brilliant at yeah. that. Fucking torturous. Yeah, no, it definitely. It's terrific. I Similarly, I've never been uh, much about lyrics on this one. I didn't pay too much attention, apart from going through and having a yeah. look, going, all right, this is another breakup one, or this is a, another one about uh, parties you don't want to be at, whatever. But even if you took the... Lyrics away from this, I think you would get the feel of it anyway. As an instrumental, this would still work. Hundred
0: percent agree with that. A hundred. I think you know, and I think you know. I, I think there are songs on here that you know are at their best when there's no vocals.
1: Yeah, yeah, and definitely, and when, like I say, whenever this kicks in uh, to the big noise towards the end, you know, there's no vocals there. Uh, it turns out as well that the, the guitar solo at that point is Robert Smith on guitar. It's not their guitarist, Paul Thompson, yeah. who usually does that sort of thing. It's, it's Robert Smith doing the solo on this one. But when that all kicks in, it is it is just a, a swell that has come from five minutes of build-up into this big release. And it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's,
0: I've written it there. I've written kind of washy solo. Because it is. It's like it's like, mm-hmm. it's like waves of kind of just splashing all over you. Because I think I probably read the same... Uh, bit about as you about him writing the solo. so I and i was waiting for it to come in all right yeah. and i was thinking oh maybe it's gonna be a really technical thing and it isn't it's a very unique solo
1: but it, yeah, it, it works for what it is
0: yeah I, I love this song it builds to a really fucking solid ending and i think that's it's a real journey of a song and you know if you're gonna have a song that's nearly eight minutes long you absolutely have to have that you have to justify that and again yeah for me, looking at that song length going, oh, I don't know, but it, it totally justified
1: it for me. Absolutely, and yeah, when you get to the end, you don't go, oh, thank fuck, that was, that was a trek." You're like, oh, wow, yeah, that worked. Yeah, no, it. It It's it almost like one of those,
0: you kind of almost have to exhale after the end of it because it's like, oh, that, you right. know, and I just, again, just going, fuck, I wish I could see this. I'd love to see them play this live. Fuck, I bet that's amazing.
1: I watched a live version of this, actually, um, from back in 92 or 93, and it was excellent. It was really powerfully done because the, the, you could see the crowd. It's, obviously, it's not something like High where it's a poppy single or whatever, and it's not one of their big 80s, it's not Love Cats, but you could see the crowd just really getting into it and the band pounding and pounding along. Really cool. Amazing, mate.
0: Amazing. Well, so, okay, I mean, out of those first four singles, I am... Um pretty much 3 for 4 I think so not not single yeah, so that. first four songs yeah 3 for 4 I am I would yeah nice surprise so far I mean I I wasn't expecting to hate it but I wasn't expecting to like it this much
1: no definitely not definitely not very happy cool all right well let's uh, have a quick pause Okay, so let's do a quick check on what was going on in the album charts and uh, thereabouts this week. The time period, uh, like I said, it's April, but it's right at the end of April that we're looking okay. at. It, um, uh, we're looking at the 26th of April into the 2nd of mm-hmm. May, so the very very last week. And like I said at the top, this is only number one for one week. We've seen a lot of these before, there's not really much. Uh, number 10 is Tears for Fears, best of. Number 9, Def Leppard's Adrenalize. 8 Soul to Soul Volume 3 7 Queen Greatest Hits 2 which if we remember this was the one that was number 1 at Christmas and is still top yeah. 10 I mean so, mate, no, d- those bad.
0: albums were everywhere
1: yeah oh totally it was huge uh, number 6 Madness Divine Madness number 5 ZZ Top's Greatest Hits number 4 Simply Red Stars number 3 Annie Lennox Diva and number 2 Right Said Fred's Up so we've done 1, 2, 3 and 4 of, of these uh, yeah that top 10 is collecting number
0: 1's motherfucker
1: it really is uh the only couple of albums or releases rather that I saw in the same time period the first one is NoFX released The Longest Line EP okay. which I think might be their first release an EP I'm not sure and that's a, a lot 1992 is early for me to be thinking of NoFX well, we've already
0: had uh, you know obviously they're all coming out of that same movement aren't they I mean, we've had Green Day's first record a few weeks ago as well
1: yes yes absolutely so I guess there's a, maybe a bit of a scene going on a bit of a grind as well but that's you know I was not into that at all. That you? I to we, not, still not. I mean, you were talking
0: about? Ninety four, I guess that stuff started coming. Was it 94, 90, Yeah, ninety four, ninety five. For like the Offspring and Green Day. Dookie. Yeah, well,
1: and Green Day's Dookie. And that
0: oh, sort was at ninety three. Dookie was ninety three, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I haven't. I, um, I thought it was ninety four. I, I will. I, I will have a look at my phone device.
1: Cool, but yeah, it, I guess this is the very, very beginnings of those bands, like what I would call that nineties ska punk sort of scene starting off. Sure. And it was never my thing. Never my thing anyway.
0: I, I mean, I think No Effects are, like, are a great live band. And the, of all of those bands, uh, they're one of the ones I like the best. Fair enough. 94. Fair enough. First, of, first um, of February 1994 was uh, was uh,
1: 94. Ducky. Okay, so we're, we're a couple of years out from when it got mainstream, I suppose, would, would be what we were saying. But uh, it was start starting off. Uh, but the only other album that I saw released I was in the charts this week at number 24 is L7's Bricks Are mm. Heavy, which is brilliant. Such, a good, Such brilliant. a good record. Absolutely. Such yeah. a I, good record. I played
0: one of their tracks over our Facebook Live last night and there were some comments about it.
1: Yeah. No, it's great. It's one of those ones as well that does bring you right back to, you know, that time period. Because it's not one of the ones that you you hear all the time, like Nirvana or Pearl yeah. Jam. No, they're still played on whatever radio stations. Whenever you, I hear L7, something off this album especially, you're like, oh, fucking hell, yeah, that brings me back to being 17.
0: I mean, I loved I loved L7, you know? I thought they were, mm. you know, really transgressive and fun. You know, there was obviously the whole fucking her throwing a tampon at someone at Reading. Indeed, um, Was it Reading? And there was the whole kind of uh, t- dropping her trousers on the word. Yeah, all of those all things. Of that. They were brilliant
1: for headlines.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, you know, and they had some fucking great songs. I mean, like... Yeah bricks bricks are heavy is loaded with great
1: songs uh, that's the thing you know it's what well, it's like 10 tracks so it doesn't uh, go on too much and they're all just really good riff heavy rock songs really cool yeah man orgasm uh, what's the fucking
0: i invented a skinhead name scrap that one It's brilliant
1: yeah lived in my friend's
0: garage
1: monster i loved obviously the, the yeah, big monster singles. shit list shit list is fantastic yeah and that, yeah, that's before you ever get even get to, you know, uh, Everglade or Pretend We're Dead—the big songs. It's really good. And album. Pretend We're Dead's fucking great. Yeah, yeah
0: amazing it, record. If if you were listening to this podcast uh, and you're a little bit younger and you've accidentally listened to this podcast, yes, sorry about that. If, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go and check that record out. It's an amazing, amazing record of its moment, and yeah. very representative of what was going on at that moment in time. Yeah, in absolutely. Los Angeles.
1: Absolutely. But there you go. That's all I have for albums released this week in in April nineteen ninety two.
0: Fair enough, man. Fair enough, but we you know we've got a nice long Cure album to talk about, so let's dive back in with track
1: number five, which is called uh, "is called Wendy Time." That's a not a good name for a song. <laughs> Wendy Time is weird. Uh...
0: So, it sounds like you want you want to go to a particular
1: American fast food restaurant, quite. Yes, maybe maybe that's what they're aiming for. They're a bit of product placement. I swear to
0: God, I would sell my soul for a fast food burger at this point. Oh Jesus Christ
1: yeah McDonald's has been closed for two weeks mate I didn't realise because again you know, this is the, this lockdown and we're into week two of complete lockdown and I've been out of yeah. the house you know twice because I don't want to and I've got enough stuff in the house I didn't realise that loads of the fucking takeaways were shut this is bullshit oh yeah bullshit
0: most of them are shut
1: honestly. I knew the fast food ones um, were yeah. but yeah no, I fucking tried to I thought I'll treat myself to a Chinese takeaway I thought I'll, I'll order online I'll get a delivery nope nothing around me no bullshit mate bullshit. Anyway, right, yes. You'd, you'd, you'd only be, You'd only got, like, chips and gravy or something <laughs> from the Chinese. <laughs> exactly. I bet, you, yeah. I bet you're the kind
0: of cunt that orders chips from a Chinese takeaway.
1: <laughs> oh, that is, that, that's even, you know, below me. I have never done that. But now yeah, you put the idea in my head. You. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: Uh, what's, what's on the English menu, please? <laughs> oh, omelette, you say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steak. Well done, steak. Mm. Right, Okay, so Sorry, yeah, uh, track by Wendy yeah. time. Yes, indeed. Right, let's have a listen. Well, you know, mm. we left this we left this record on from the edge of the deep green sea. Yes, and this just sounds like a totally different band, is it? it?
1: I, I've got the exact same note. It doesn't sound like anything else so far at all. There's wow, wow, sign going on.
0: Yeah, it's kind of almost like happy light funk. It's almost a bit top loader.
1: Ooh, Jesus, oh. That's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> never, never admit that to Robert Smith that you compared his band to top Loader.
0: This song sounds a bit Top Loader, man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he particularly likes this song, to
1: be honest with you. No, he, I, I don't know if you read the same thing. He has said in an interview since that he don't, no, he doesn't think it fits on the album.
0: No, and I, he's entirely correct. I, I don't. This one doesn't do a lot for me at all. It sounds very much nah. song-buying numbers by committee a little bit. Yeah, and it's, um, it's,
1: the sound-wise, it's up this upbeat, jaunty sound, which, again, you, you're comparing it to the top loader, I would compare it to, to other stuff that's going on in the, the indie world at this point, which is a bit too cheery and generic, I, I don't like the sound of it one bit. No, it's,
0: it's not for me, I I, you know, I, I'm not against them in this up-tempo mode, mm. uh, but I don't, but this isn't one of the ones that does it for me at all. Oh, right. I, I would say this is probably my least favourite track on the album.
1: Oh, really? That, of the whole lot, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. And I,
0: and I still, I, I don't hate it. I just, It just washes over me, really. Yeah, fair enough.
1: I don't like the lyrics, even though it's the same lyrical content as the, kind of the first one, because it's about groupies on tour and the hangers-on who are willing to be your mate for the night and that sort of shit. But And Robert Smith turning them all down Going leave me alone I don't want this But yeah. I, I, I don't give a shit Because the song's too uh, annoying
0: Yes I agree with you completely Well let's not dilly or dally with this song Let's move on to the next one Called Doing
1: the Unstuck it's a perfect day for letting go. And suddenly we're into Billy Bragg territory. Yeah Another different let's sound go. again
0: yeah, I kind of wasn't necessarily feeling this intro that much.
1: No, no. And it's another... It sounds It's a forced happiness song about... Fucking let's get happy. Don't do this at all. Let's get happy. No, this annoys the piss out of me, this song. Yeah, I, I don't much like this. No. And again, I, I can't take Robert Smith seriously when he's telling me to be happy. Robert fucking no. Smith. It's like, it's, it's like fucking
0: uh, Colonel Gaddafi telling him to be a good citizen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that wrist's nice though.
1: That's alright. No, that's nice, I'm, I like I'm it. I'm not getting anything from this. Um, l- lyrics on this as well. Like fucking, that picked guitar's nice. It's a perfect day for kiss and swell. Rip-zipping, button-popping kiss and well. There's loads of stuff that can make you yell, let's get happy. That, Awful.
0: No, no, it's not good. It's not a good thing. I mean, I I can't even actually remember the lyric too well on this one. Was there like a, is there a twist to it? Is there a barb at the end of it? No, no. He he literally is.
1: is, He's just saying, "Come on, everyone, let's be happy."
0: What? Well, you know. All right. Him and Jove Bunny.
1: Yeah, and I guess if you're gonna say those things, you're gonna have a tune a bit like this, a bit more upbeat and silly and frivolous. But it doesn't sound happy. It doesn't sound like right-said Fred whenever they were having a great time um, it's, it almost sounds like he's taking the piss he's, he's got this yeah. slightly more upbeat but still a little bit more than song going let's get happy and I don't think he's saying it ironically he, but it sounds like he should be because he's Robert Smith
0: Okay, well, let's, let's
1: it, it, it brings I, me okay. back to whenever uh, the Mary Wilders experience did their sketches they had uh, their version of Robert Smith singing songs like I'm a Little Teapot and The Laughing Policeman yeah. but in the Cure style and that's what this reminds me of again
0: yeah I'm, I'm with you I'm not a fan of this one I, I should do remember listening to this album and going ah oh, yeah oh, this mm, uh, is it
1: gone now right yeah well I suppose we're halfway through the album and having had such a strong start these last two songs have been a real drop off for me
0: yeah, I mean, I was I was three for four, and now I'm three for six. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, mm. but the next song, right? You yep. Probably all know. Next one is Friday. I'm in love.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ha- Everyone knows this one. Everyone knows this is this is one of their biggest ever singles. Absolutely, uh, huge around the world single. It was the second single released off this album. Uh, it got to number six in the UK. Yeah. And it is I'd say this is probably Their biggest song If you have to name A Cure song it's, For me it's either This or Love Cats In terms of Yeah Their most well known
0: Yeah I agree um, And You look I know this song's got It's uh, critics Yeah Some people, don't like it. Some people don't like it I think this is a Perfectly crafted pop song
1: Oh really yeah I think I think it's,
0: Yeah this is This is For me everything That this podcast is about It's a fucking great oh. Song with a pop sensibility, it's well written, all the bits sit in part. I, yeah, I, I, I love this song. I, I, I don't have too much to say about it other than I, think, I just think all the parts fit together really well and it okay. comes up with this great final product.
1: I, I cannot argue with the, the, the perfectly crafted pop song bit. You're absolutely right and this is catchy as all hell and there's a reason it's their biggest song and it's the reason that it's the one that gets played in the indie clubs to this day and all of that thing but... I don't particularly like it. I, it. I think it's a bit cloyingly simpering. It's trying a bit too hard for some way to be this kooky love song. Um, it annoys me.
0: I, th- I think you need to put your cynical hat on the dresser, Mr. Krista Greer. I think that this is a really lovely, simple song. It's about a feeling of a moment. It's like going, uh, do you know what? all of this shit is fucking dragging me down but it's about that fucking moment where you're like oh fuck it, this is fine I, and I, I think you know, th- I think there's more cynicism in you know, all these other things everything that happens with all these other days he's saying, light shit but actually right now, this is fucking right yeah I, 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 don't, I, I, think I think it's a darker fucking song than you're giving it credit for I think it's just about that thing of like oh, no, in I don't the agree. darkness you see you see, a, you see a glimmer of light and you're like yes this is it I fucking I love this song. This is where I'm at and I love that about it. I love I love the the feel of that lyric juxtaposed against the tone of the song. I think this is a brilliant song, man. I really do.
1: Oh god, right. See, if I never heard this again, I'd be fine with that.
0: No, I'd love this song. I I don't I I, I don't think this mm. It's a song that whenever it comes on I'm happy that it's on.
1: Oh right. No. I would I would always given the choice skip this if it came on in a playlist or uh, it, it, if it come on the radio, I would tune it out or switch over. And m- oh, maybe, okay. I mean, some, some of that is probably because I DJ'd indie clubs for a long time and had to play an awful lot of it, and it was the one that people wanted. But it's not all that. It's definitely not all that. I do... This song does annoy me. I think it's too on-the-nose tweet, and I have the issue the same way I did with that fucking Right Said Fred song where he just listed the, the months, that this is again the, the conceit he's come up with i think is a uh, trite and uh, the next silly. thing you'll
0: be telling me you don't like seven days by uh craig like, david
1: well get strap yourself in motherfucker! on <laughs> the i i
0: think you've taken i think that's a weird exception that you've taken to I, that particular format oh, you've well, got, it, like, a real problem with date-based stupid. songs it's
1: fucking stupid <laughs> It's like, if I t- 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 did a song, okay, I'm going to call this Colours, and then I just went red, yellow, blue, purple, black. That's a fucking stupid conceit for a song.
0: It's uh, one of the biggest songs of all time, mate. I, I believe you've never heard I Can Sing a Rainbow.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There, uh, there, That's a fucking stupid song.
0: There you go, mate. Uh, uh, Wheels on the Bus, how do you feel about that?
1: Bullshit. Uh, bullshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give me some metaphysics, motherfucker! Derivative. <laughs> Deriv- <laughs> no points. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, no sir happy birthday you say
1: no (laughs) points Uh, even right I think Robert Smith is in two minds about this one himself because there's there's been two quotes I've found one time he says it's one of his favourite Cure singles ever he he loves it and he thinks it is like you say a perfectly crafted pop song but he's also quoted as saying and I quote here this poppy ode to seeing your girl on Fridays was for people who aren't actually fans of the Cure he, th- yeah, he thinks I mean, it's an outlier for their sound and isn't necessarily... It's not what The Cure are about.
0: But I think that he... Because I, I read some of that stuff. So I've read, read some more of this stuff in concert. I think really what he's getting at there, or certainly what I took from it, mm. was that it was that kind of Kurt Cobain thing. It's like, yeah. okay, this is the door I've opened so you other people can come in my world. And I would rather you people weren't all here. However, it's kind of a bit of a... Your necessary a poison, chalice, yeah. yeah, exactly that. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, and that's and that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's being as big as you can to have the absolute freedom to do whatever you want, but yeah. having to do it for people that aren't part of your tribe, you know.
1: Well, indeed. And I imagine whenever they play live, I suspect every bone of his body goes, Oh, I wish I didn't have to play Friday, I'm in love. It's like, I wish I didn't have I, to play the hit.
0: I don't know, because I would imagine that by this point of their career, people that, you know, it's, it's not like the, the standard mainstream, probably a lot of the people that he didn't like liking them have fallen by the wayside. Or mm. the other side, which is everyone has got so old that those tribal borders matter far, far less. Because that's a very... Youth focused thing. That's a very that's something you kind of have to. That kind of tribalism is something you have to grow out of to a degree. Isn't yeah, it?
1: yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. I've not been I mean, to a, a Cure I'm, gig, so I don't know what the the kind of the makeup is of it these days. But I don't know. I suspect there's a lot of fans that would kick off if they didn't hear this on a night out at the Cure. Oh
0: yeah. I think I think you're actually well, I, I'd want to hear it. I, I think he likes this song. I think he's he's got a, well, he's got a soft spot for it. No, he's, he's absolutely not, mate. You're a cynical old man. I don't know what's happened to you. Well, I will. Who hurt
1: you? Life. Um, This one, yeah. Uh, the cover version I found of this one is, and actually I, I quite enjoy it because for some reason, Natalie Imbruglia doing this on a banjo works for me.
0: How? What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally Natalie Imbruglia doing nearly anything on a banjo would work for me. Well, quite. Um
1: Doing anything, <laughs> yeah, 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 but that's the uh, the cover version of this that I'm going to stick into the playlist.
0: Okay, yeah, it's nice. Fair enough, mate. I look forward to hearing it. Lovely. Uh, all right, so the next track is called Trust.
1: Uh huh. Okay, so we've got these keys here. Yes, indeed. Back to a more kind of serious sound on the album. Mhm. Leaving behind the poppiness of the last couple of tunes.
0: Now, this, you know, if if you told me that this was a Mogwai song, I would question
1: it. Yeah, that does sound like them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, especially it's it's a five and a half minute song and it's like two and a half minutes before any vocals come in as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, this song has just got this absolutely lovely sadness to it. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it makes me this kind of warm melancholic
1: yeah you i think like, when you it. look
0: back yeah like when you look back at things that have passed and you're like you got almost like miss opportunities you look back but you remember the creation of that opportunity warmly and okay. i know, i don't know yeah. if you know that's it, it gave me that feeling it was about it's very just emotive of feelings of like loss and lost innocence and times past okay
1: yeah Nice. Uh,
0: that's how that's how it made me feel um, and there's no vocal in this until like nearly three minutes in
1: yeah absolutely we're, 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 we're now like a minute and a half ish into it and we're still a minute away yeah. from any actual lyrics yeah but yeah there's a building and this
0: all, all of this here is so fucking lovely those like those kind of uh, like uh, keyboard chords underneath yeah like kind of the string chords almost and just this kind of gentle like sad menace to it it's 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 so beautiful
1: man i absolutely love this right i can tell yeah i've not even put the the mogwai thing in there but as soon as you said it i can hear it yeah. now. i mean i must admit for this i think this is very nice. And it took me a few listens to... get. Yeah, at first I thought it was just a bit dull, nothing really going on. Mm-hmm. But a few listens through the album, it, it picked up for me. I still think it could be maybe a minute shorter. It's five and a half minutes, I don't think it needs. I think it goes on a little bit. But I think it's nice. It's slow. It's very sober and morose. There's only one verse and one chorus in the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but... I think I think it works nicely. I, for me, I would have probably preferred if they've
0: left this as instrumental.
1: Yes, whenever his vocal comes in, I don't think it's his best vocal.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't dislike it. It's another song about a troubled relationship. Yeah. Followed Friday, I'm in love. Must be Saturday. <laughs> no, no.
1: Um, Saturday, I've woke up with a hangover. Yeah. Realised that this has yeah. all gone to shit again. Uh oh, no, none of this is very really
0: good at all. I don't mind it but uh yeah I I just think it, it just doesn't match the the, the instrumental and mm-hmm. the thing for me because the instrumental was so evocative of something fairly specific mm. having a vocal which is on a different theme is almost a little bit of a jar for me, right, which okay. is a very selfish reaction, obviously, and Actually, not a, a valid piece of music criticism. But it, it's just a personal experience, you know.
1: Right, okay, but well that makes sense to me. and I, I get what you're saying, but yeah, okay. In terms of this song, I think it's I think it's nice. I don't think it's as powerful as like the the first third of the album when it when we had those really big epic ones. Hmm. But I think it's nice. It, it kind of is a bit more of a you know, inferior version of those ones for me.
0: See, for me, I think something that we haven't talked about, and maybe we'll talk about it more at the end, is I think a great deal of thought has been given to the ebb and flow of the sequencing of this album. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. You know,
0: and I, I think it's no, I think it's no um, coincidence that this song, with this kind of like really kind of in depth kind of dour introspection comes directly on the heels of the kind of the big poppy the middle hit of yeah. the record right you know friday into i'm in love into this is deliberately a little bit contrarian and it's also just a really nice kind of all oh, right so you're the band that does this and you do this it's okay yeah great man i i, I yeah I, I i really really really
1: particularly took to this song okay well the, from, from knowing how much of a mogwai fan you are I yeah. can see why that would be. I, I think this is perfectly fine, but I don't uh, get it as as hard as you do on this one.
0: Fair enough. Well, look that that is
1: that is track eight. Yes. Well, that's two thirds of the album done. Two thirds. Right. Okay. So well, let's, maybe it's time for us to dig into the singles. Let's have a look at the singles. Right. Nice one. <laughs> Right, singles-wise, let's go through the top ten of this week. And there's only a couple of new ones in here. Number ten is Ten Sharp with You, which we talked about a a couple of podcasts ago. That neither of us really remember, but it's still hanging around there. Number nine is a new entry, the top ten. So I mean, you're going to know exactly what this is because I'm pretty sure he says it straight away. But can you remember who did this one? Please don't go.
0: Please don't go. Um, yeah.
1: Please don't go I fucking hated uh, this It's thing. not Hadaway no. it, it's
0: Sydney Is Sydney Blood?
1: No uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those it's people not, like, It's not a person's please. name actually I, I've led you down the wrong path on that It's not a name
0: I love you so Is it not the London Boys uh, No London B no. Uh, no It's one of those it, fucking it, groups Exactly like, It's one of those I love you so Up oh, The middle through that door Hang on Please don't go Ah, oh, please don't go. Ah, oh, know oh, who this is? Is it initials? It is. Yes. Ah, oh, it's three letters. It is three letters. I know it? it is. Yeah. It's um. Oh fuck you.
1: Oh, oh I, I fuck. I, I imagine you. they probably have to tell everyone what it is. No, they, they probably had one follow-up single after this, which did fuck all, and then we never heard from them again. That's my guess. Now, who is it? kws first letter ah sorry oh, that's all right aws yeah kws yeah KWS, absolute yeah. bullshit that fucking song
0: Because you know because uh, all i had in my head as well was k7 oh ah. like, we were
1: like come baby come, come baby, 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 baby come come oh come. Come. <laughs> uh, dear right. yeah oh fuck you kws yeah, fuck you kws that's number nine yep. anyway and uh, number eight is michael jackson's in the closet which was one of the ones that we yes. both agreed on was a good song off that album. Whenever we yep. did that one, good track. Yep. Number seven is Carter, the unstoppable sex machines, only loving boy in the cross. Number six, Curtis Tigers, all that matters to me. Number five, Vanessa Williams, say the best will last. Number four, Mark Almond, the days of Pearlie Spencer. Number three is a new entry uh, to the top. So list. just just
0: before we go on though, do yep. you not think that Joe Exotic should have called himself
1: Curtis Tigers? Oh God. <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, dude. Right, The so number three It's a new entry But it's a re-release This is like the 1992 Version of this song And this is a fucking belter Here we go Sisters of Mercy Yes, absolutely of yes, Mercy. Temple of Love Temple of Love Temple of Love, 1992 Love, love This was probably the first time I'd ever heard Sisters. Actually no Lucretia My Reflection Was on one of the The Nye albums At the late 80s yeah uh, but th- this was uh, the first time i'd heard temple of love i guess i don't remember it from the first release this 1992 re-release was the one and it's a great great song i must admit i wasn't particularly into it at the time i think i bought the 12 inch of it but i wasn't such a big fan or anything like that but it is uh, you can't deny it. it's a great song
0: look man there was th- the only thing that was between me and mega Gotham at sixth form college was the right group of friends
1: Oh, right, I see. And that bloke who snogged a girl you like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Honestly, man, if. I think when I got to, to
0: sixth form, right? Yeah. If that grunge thing hadn't been happening and alternative music hadn't happened, I could have quite. I mean, I, you know, on my first day at sixth form college, I had a fucking long black raincoat. Do you know what I mean? Okay,
1: yes, true. Yeah, you could easily have slipped down that rabbit hole into. Uh, Painting your painting your nails jet black and uh, whitening out your face
0: and a black uh, a band T shirt with a black shirt over the top of it and black jeans. Right, you're three quarters of the way there at that point. Mate, I was I was borderline borderline goth. Um, Wicked. And you know what? I do still love a load of goth shit, and I love Tim Burton movies, and I fucking True. love all of that shit.
1: Yeah, no, hey mate, you said right at the start of this that this appeals to your goth sensibilities, this album. That it, oh, that's mate, what you're getting, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Pale skinned, dark haired girls, never ever been with
1: any of them. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, a type, you say, no. <laughs> uh, right, so uh, the rest of the top 10, number that's number three. Number two is SL2's On a Ragged Tip, and number one is Right Said Fred's Deeply Dippy. So, nice. Yeah. Not not uh, the best top ten we've ever seen, let's face it. And there's not an awful lot else out that I want to talk about. One thing that you're not probably even going to know is a band called Flowered Up.
0: Oh, I know Flowered Up, Flared up yeah. like
1: really kind of stereotype, baggy indie band.
0: Almost like if Simon Cowell put together a baggy yeah, band.
1: Yeah, precisely. And so they released uh, Weekender this mm. week. Uh, got to number 35. And it was... I remember reading about it and... Uh, I probably bought it because uh, it's an eight minute long song and is just a load of sort of spaced out, trippy-dippy nonsense over a wah-wah. It's very stereotype baggy indie. Uh, mm-hmm. um, the other one, I'm going to play you this, see if you remember it. I would not have got this, uh, but I'll play this.
0: Yeah, this is... Um... And down and
1: down. It's got to number 24 this week. It's Black Crows, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. It's Black Crows. I mean, I, um, I wouldn't even have got the band, I don't think. Never mind the song. Any idea on the song? I'm trying to remember that. Yeah, I think I do. Hang on a minute. It's like one of their bigger hits from this time, obviously. Uh, no, it's called,
0: it's, no, it's not called... It's Take Me Something. No. No, um, no. What's it called? It's called
1: Remedy. Remedy. No, I wouldn't have got that. Nah,
0: exactly. I, I think wouldn't. what... what, what what happened is that guitar came in that sounded a little bit like uh, uh, just I realised like a Scissor Sisters
1: song. So i was just <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's so, a
0: Take Your Mother Out. Oh, see.
1: <laughs> well, there's a lot of uh, comparisons between the Black Crows from Right Night Two and the Scissor Sisters from 2006 yeah, or course. whatever. Yeah, of course. Uh, right, but that's all I have to be honest, mate. That's that's all singles like, I've got for you. Sorry about that.
0: What the fuck?
1: Yeah, mate. I know we, we need to get into another. These are a two- or three-week album run to build it up again, but I think we're a a couple of weeks away from that.
0: I mean, to be honest if this coronavirus hadn't already destroyed the single scene, do you know what I mean? Hey! Anyway, right, let's crack back into this then. Track number nine is called A Letter to Elise.
1: Yes. All right, so this was the third single from the album, the third and last single. Uh, it only got to number 28 in October of 1992.
0: Yeah. Now I, I remember this being uh, one of the goth dance floor
1: songs. Is that right? At, okay. uh,
0: the Switch Club in Luton. Yeah. So our friend uh, DJ Nick who's yeah. been playing this.
1: Oh, he, he's a big Cure fan, isn't he?
0: Well, mate, he's, an arch- he's the archetypal goth, isn't he? Yeah.
1: I must admit, I don't remember this single. I, I, if you'd said to me a letter to Elise I'd go oh yeah that's The Cure because I've read it and I've seen it but I don't remember this song
0: I I think this is just another really beautiful song oh right yeah I I love the way he throws his vocal in
1: this it's just it just sits really nicely in the song I think his voice is great on this one I think his delivery and everything it doesn't sound strange and it doesn't sound like he's trying too hard it works really well
0: I think, you know, he's he's almost at his best when he's writing these songs about... They're kind of love songs, but they're broken love songs. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly, this is another breakup song where he's kind of saying that he's sorry, but he can't keep on pretending. Uh, He knows that it's his fault, but he just can't go on, all that sort of stuff. I've made a note of one lyric... um, least believe I never wanted this. I thought this time I'd keep all of my promises. I thought you were the girl I'd always dreamed about, but I let the dream go, and the promises broke and make-believe ran out. It's yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's a nice way of putting a relationship. You, you've got all these dreams and ideals at the very start, and you yeah. think, this is going to be brilliant, this is fucking amazing, and everything is wonderful, but as you go through, the the, the sights change and the horizon disappears, and it's like, oh, this, this is not what we, we thought it was going to be at the start
0: and there's a breakdown about just after the four minute mark That's very very nice I very like it very much
1: oh yes yeah no this this works well and as far as I can see from reading up a bit about it this is one that fans really are into a lot of people relate very hard to this one uh, you know the people comment about this being their favourite Cure single and that sort of thing
0: I love this when I, when I was listening to this through early as I was making my notes I was just like ah, oh, fuck I love this song yeah I really love the song. Yeah, um yeah, really 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 like this one. I okay. I'm just, sorry, I, I unfortunately I'm not at my at my most entertaining when I'm when I'm just really liking something. That's It'd fair. be far funnier if I didn't like it, but uh, uh, totally I, fair really, though. Really uh,
1: I'm I'm glad that you're enjoying this album so much. I think this is a good song i I don't think it's one of my favorites on the album. It's a very different feel to the ones that are my favorites because the ones they're the more angry or menacing stuff.
0: I can't tell you what my favorite song on this album is because i I haven't listened to it enough yet. Right, and I think my favourites are going to change quite a bit as I listen to it more.
1: And there's probably whatever mood you're in, because there's there's ones for various moods, and if, especially if you like yeah. Friday I'm in love. If you're happy, then bam, there you go. If you're not in the best uh, mood, then one of the more angry ones at the start, presumably that would be your favourite at that point.
0: Yeah, I just I just think there's a lot for all of them to give, but I I really do like this one. This is certainly this is certainly a contender for me.
1: All right, cool. And this is one uh, that Blink One Eighty Two covered in an MTV tribute show. And they do it quite well. I can absolutely see that being one of the songs that they could... Yeah. Th- well, that being the
0: only song <laughs> that they could pull off. Now, I don't hate Blink-182. No. Fucking Travis Barker is a fucking oh, demon of a Incredible Monster. Yeah.
1: And I, I really like a lot of their tunes. And I think one of the ones I do like most is I Miss You, which almost sounds a bit like a Kira oh, song.
0: I mean, that's obviously... Yeah, that is their... Uh, I mean, clunky lyrics aside, but uh, yeah, I, I, that's my favourite on Yeah, that's out.
1: a good tune. Their version, they didn't do a version which is on Spotify, so I'm not going to put their version into a playlist. Uh, but there is one uh, by the band Sensefield.
0: Remember Sensefield? I fucking love Sensefield. Sensefield right. were one of the most important bands to me in the early 90s. Oh, okay, well... I fucking... You've no idea how much I love Sensefield.
1: Well, they've got a version of this. And the reason that I'm putting their version on is because... For some reason, Spotify has called they, their version A Letter to Elsie, which makes me just think that it should be on <laughs> The Last of the Summer Wine or something like that. <laughs> so I'm going to stick that into the playlist. Fuck <laughs> me. A Letter to Doris.
0: <laughs> a Letter to Ethel. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's a good tune, though. Good tune. Well, I love it, mate. Love it.
0: Uh, track number 10 uh-huh. is uh, called Cut. You don't want to sell that. say that one wrong on the radio, do you? Or-
1: Another near six-minute song on this one. Yeah. It's a very funereal start, isn't it? It is, yeah, absolutely. dirty Mm-hmm.
0: Bang. But oh, then, yeah,
1: comes in. Big drums coming through. So bang, bang, bang. Yeah, much more pacey. Now, this sounds very grungy. Oh, Okay. With that. that swirling guitar. But to me, it sounds again the the harder end of games to me.
0: Yeah, I get that as well. But it, this could also be a screaming tree song.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that riff! Oh, it's nice. It's nice. And th- this, uh, th- you, because this is much more kind of upbeat and uh, pacy territory again and he's more in his kind of shouty mood. This is an angrier song and the internet suggests that this is a song directed at Lowell Tolhurst, who had been fired after the previous album for alcoholism because he was suing them for royalties.
0: Right.
1: And you know Robert Smith and him have been friends since they formed a band in 1973 Mm -hmm. but this has all gone really sour and so this is him lashing out going oh why why are you having to be like this i I wish that this didn't happen i wish we didn't have to go through this horrible stuff
0: i mean there is so much passion in this fucking vocal man but the way he's fucking with that the the the, the, it's all gone the fucking spite and the the pain in his voice on it The guitars going absolutely mental in the background man you know, I, I, you know, again, absolutely love this one. It's so fucking good. I mean, I was just listening to it. This is more than anything. This, this is going. I really wish I could be in a in a room hearing them play this live. I see. Okay, yeah. Or like at the time, and I'm like going, ah oh, shit. I'm so dismissive of this band at the time, and I could have gone to see this at fucking. Probably, I don't know where they'd have been playing at the time. I mean, they were doing stadiums in the states. Yeah, they were doing stadiums
1: there, but yeah, they probably would have done a forum gig or something over here. Maybe I don't know. I saw them once at Reading. I saw them headline Reading Mm -hmm. one year, uh, but it was slightly drizzly, and they were playing a load of stuff that I just didn't know. I'm not sure if it was off a new album or recent album. And it was me and our friend Marvin were there, and I was like, I just want to hear the the early stuff that I I know. And they weren't playing it, and it started raining heavier, so we just went to the the backstage bit to get a pint and sit yeah. down. And then they encored with all the stuff I wanted to hear, obviously. Right. I was like, fucking missed it. Just completely missed it. Fuck's sake. Yeah. gutted. That's my only uh, experience of live Cure.
0: Yeah, I, I just think this, this song is magnificent, man. I'd love to be there, just slightly stoned, just letting it wash over me. Okay. This is, again... Every fucking good post rock band in the world was borrowed from this song.
1: Sure, no, there's a lot. Exactly, you can hear a lot of the seeds of other stuff in in this sound. Sure. I don't think I'm as into this as you are. I think this is a very good song, but it doesn't grab me, and I wouldn't rush to play this one again.
0: fallacy uh, this would be if you if you nailed me down and asked me for a favourite song. Yeah. On this album. Right now, and I had to give you an answer, this would be the answer. Oh, wow. Right. For,
1: right. I, I, I love this, man. I think it's fucking incredible. Oh, God. Okay. No, this would be this would be mid-table for me on the favourites. Right. Mm.
0: I mean, I'm, you know, where I'm at at the minute is, as well, is, you know, how often we talk about these records. If we listen to a record and it's, you know, like with Right Said Fred or with some of this stuff, mm-hmm. and you get to, like, you know, this point of the album, like nine, ten tracks in, you towards the end. Yeah. And you're fatigued and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, just want, I, I, this could almost be the best song in the world and I would f- still hate it because I'm so fatigued. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. I've, I've got the exact opposite of that at the moment where I'm like, I'm quite, I was listening through this and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, whatever they throw at me at this point, it's going to have to be exceptionally bad for me not <laughs> to
1: like it. Okay. All right. Yeah, they've, they've got you in the the palm of their hand at this point then. Yeah. Right. So, all right, What next track is called... Um, to wish impossible things
0: and when it started I was like is this a forest
1: just like for a second exactly the same my note on this is instantly this is the sound of the cure that I want to hear this is 17 seconds yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I was like oh fuck here we are This, this is kind of what I signed up for and one of the shorter songs on here only four and a half minutes Yeah, you know, I mean, it's very slow and
0: ponderous. Yes, it is. But um, coming off of that, all of that ire and the fucking the the power of that last track again, it's a really nice stop on the journey of this record. Okay. So, do very much. I think there's a misstep in this record with two tracks. Yeah. But I do very much think the rest of it works as as quite a good journey. Right. Cause this has kind of got a bit of a, a kind of a, a kind of stoned fairy tale feel to it, hasn't it? It's got a bit of the, you know, it's got an adult fairy tale
1: with fucking razor blades and apples. And there's cello coming in, yeah. That's it's a bit yeah. kind of ethereal as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, the, the sound, I was like instantly, oh, okay, cool. But by the end of the song, I was like, actually, that was a bit dull. I I, I think there's a wasted I, I, opportunity. I, I,
0: I think it, you're right. I think it's a little bit... It's a little bit, like I say, ponderous and slow. But I think in the context of this record, it works. You know, we maybe. sense a lot when we're talking about the Beastie Boys. Like, yep. actually, you know... And, you know, maybe four and a half minutes is a bit a bit different to, like, a minute and a half of something that worked. But for me, this works in the context of the
1: album really well. Okay. Fair enough. I would like the sentiment behind it. I like the lyrics in it. Um, it's, it's about kind of longing for your your youth and when everything was vibrant and exciting and the, the feelings you had back in those days. You, you know you can't get that feeling back. I like the yeah. melancholy thought process of that and I like the imagery that it conjures to me, but I just don't think that the, the tune lives up to that. It doesn't... Uh, there is no central tune to this that makes me go, or that also makes me feel that way. It just washes over me, the music.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a very fair criticism, but it also isn't necessarily
1: a criticism. Um, but it, put, put it this way, for me, I wouldn't go back to this song at all. Um, the thing
0: is, with this album on the whole, with the exception of Friday, I'm In Love, I'm not sure I'd go back to much of it on its own.
1: You would do but the whole what album. I
0: would do. Uh, I'd go back to the album, okay. and that is a way, way more important thing to me. That's yep. a much rarer and much bigger thing for me.
1: No, definitely, and that w- we've said all along. That is one of the main differences between how you and I listen to music. I rarely listen to yeah. a full album. You love listening to, you know, start to finish the journey. Yeah, I I, I, will, I will pick and choose much more than you do yeah
0: I, I very much love to kind of go right this is a body of work this is where they were at this time right digging in fucking off we go and when they and when they and you know and it is you know it's, it's increasingly rare as well for that to to be a great thing, and when I find it, I like really, like, mm. I really cherish that fucking thing, man. Right. Paul. Anyway, right. So that was that was to wish impossible. Let's not spend any more yep, was, time on it. I'm more positive about it than you are, yes. uh, but I think you know I think we basic, basically agree. It, you know, it is a little bit fillery, yeah. but I think that it works well in the context of where it is. Right. So the final track is called End. Fairly, I mean, the first track's called Open, the last one's called I know, End. It's a
1: nice little uh, coda to it, or not coder, a nice little bookend.
0: Uh, I kind of, this kind of sounds like a grungy Gary Newman vibe.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. I I was instantly straight into the sound of this one. I liked the yeah. the, 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 the instrumentation, etc. And
0: there's some fucking great lyrics in this song. Uh huh. That first lyric, which will come in in a minute, where he's like. I'm at the point where giving up
1: and going on are both basically the same <laughs> yeah. dead end to me. What a fucking lyric! Yeah. I was going to say, the story behind this that I read was that apparently he had joked before the release of the album this might be the end of The Cure. Uh, right. And so this song was almost him putting a finality... About why this might be the end of the band, he stopped enjoying it, and he couldn't be bothered anymore, and it all changed in a way he didn't like. And presumably, having to fire his best mate like last year didn't go down well. So that's what where he's at with this song. Even though it's obviously it wasn't the end of the band; they've done another 20 years. But I I like the fact that he's put this on here for that reason. This is a, he
0: just kind of chugs along, right? Yeah and again this is a lovely just a little bit of fucking pocket drumming isn't it that, yeah. that beat behind this, this in, like you said earlier he's, he's using different a of it. and anybody else's hands would be like I mean but there's enough going on there that it's a really kind of rolling, lovely feel rolling through yeah yeah rolling rolling is absolutely the right word man yeah So it's almost like a self-hate anthem this isn't it oh, it's God, like, yeah. kind of full of like imposter syndrome and that kind of you know, the whole kind of... The,
1: the, the classic goth missive of being misunderstood by people. Oh, totally. Totally. But the, the like that, please stop loving me. Please stop... You know, like, yep. that's, I am none of these yeah. things. That's a yep. great line.
0: You know, so that, mean, that is man. That is...
1: Your fans, this adulation you get from the public and the persona that they think is you, and you're like, fuck off. Just fuck yeah. off and stop projecting whatever your stuff is onto me I'm not that person leave me alone
0: but right, you didn't like the other kind of the, 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 that vocal effect where they had the whisper in them how do you feel about this kind of reverse reverby effect that he's got running through this vocal love it
1: love it yeah, I, I think this is probably my favourite song on the album I think this is fucking brilliant oh,
0: this is this is marvellous I love this as yeah. well this is a perfect way to end this it's just like an amazing kind of crescendo of record because this, this this song just keeps building and growing through exactly his voice is fucking great on it yep love this man yeah the whole way through
1: it's six minutes 45 and it builds the whole way through the guitars intensify throughout uh you know smith's vocals that you get drawn into it as he gets more and more kind of twisted in his words and he's trying to push Mm -hmm. the listener away all the way through and the build is beautifully done on this
0: I agree completely. So, yeah, it's a wonderful, you know. Isn't it so weird that his song about alienation is the one that fucking compels <laughs> us most? <laughs> it's amazing. It's I, so I mean, I I absolutely. Wait. So look, right, that's the last track on yes, this record. Yes, right, that's it. I mean, it is obviously of no surprise to anyone that's listened to any of this that I fucking love this album, man. Yeah, you are really into it. Oh man, look, this is this is easily like easily by a mile the best album i've discovered from doing this podcast oh
1: right yeah you know? over the whole three years or just this season well this season's not fucking hard because it's all right said fred and wet wet yeah, wet but no, no, completely
0: no there is not there has not been an album i mean I, there's nothing even clo- unless i'm missing something I, 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 there's nothing that's even close right to being this up my street and this good this is like mm. I, i've listened to this and i've gone Ah, you're a bit of a
1: dick for not having been listening to this album for years. I do regret not giving this a go a lot earlier, definitely. Yeah. But then again, I this don't know if... I, I'm not sure if I'd heard this in 1992 and I had given it a go. It's potential that I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. I don't think 17-year-old no. me would have been particularly into this in the way that I am now.
0: I don't think... No, I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, 18, like 16, 17-year-old me wouldn't have been that bothered by this yeah uh, but i think probably if i'd have found this record 10 or 15 years ago absolutely then i'd have been i'd have had another 10 or 15 years with it but yeah. what i am going to do is listen to the fuck out of this record for the next few weeks i know that really
1: good man uh,
0: yeah to the point i'm actually i'm i'm probably gonna buy a cd of it, Holy so put shit. it in my car
1: shitting hell yeah. mate wow Yeah, probably gonna do that. Cool. Right. Well, we're at the point where we gotta decide on tracks to put into our ongoing playlist. Okay. Fuck. I haven't even thought of this to be
0: honest with you. Um, Well, yeah, you're you're gonna
1: struggle because there's so many that you were like this, this, this. Um, Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna assume. Let me me
0: start with you. Where would you? What would you put
1: in? Right. I mean, the last track. And like I said, that's my favorite. I think that's fantastic. I. I understand that it might be a bit weird if you have this song, which is the crescendo of the entire album, in the middle of a playlist, but fuck it, I would still go for it. But I would also advocate for the first track, Open, and -hmm. I would advocate for uh, track four, From the Edge of the Deep Green Sea. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% on From the Edge of the Deep Green Sea. Okay, yep. I also obviously really like Open. I, I won't... I would probably... Edge letter to Elise over it, over open. Um, yeah, uh-huh. and obviously I would really, really argue for cut as well. Um, right, but so look, we've got. I mean, the way I'm going, we've got, we've got one really. Do you know what man? I, I don't. I don't care. Put any three tracks out man, <laughs> that aren't. Honestly, I don't give a shit. I, I, I just love it. I, I right. love this record. Nice, okay. Um, yeah. Put, 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 honestly, let's go with the, the, the three that you love, but I would say to anyone that listens to this that doesn't know this record, go and have a listen to it. Uh, I, I would, would definitely. I
1: would, yeah. If you have enjoyed any of uh, what you have heard on this, obviously you're going to hear, you know, minute and a half snippets of all of the songs. If you enjoy them, a lot of them are seven minutes long. So there's a lot more to to get stuck into. So I would definitely recommend people giving this a go if they've liked any of what they've heard. Skip over yeah, the fucking happy good, ones. Man. Skip over that Let's Get Happy song. Don't worry about that one. But
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what you're into. Maybe you're into happiness. And if so, why are you listening to this? Yeah, true. Um, to grumpy yeah, old exactly. men talking about The Cure. Exactly. Anyway, look, guys, thank you for joining us. I've had a fucking blast yeah. out here in my office. Uh, it's not quite the same as being, to, being in the room together, is it? But no, it's, it's not. Right. It's, it's
1: probably better for my uh, dog allergies, though, but there is that. Well, yeah, yeah, and and you're, and you're d- uh, detecting the smell of farts allergies. That is very true. I can only imagine you've been letting them go all this time, and I haven't... No- uh, do you know what?
0: I ha- haven't farted once throughout this podcast. Well, you just
1: fucking keep them for whenever I come round your house. I can't help you it, man. You fucking dick. It out in me. fucking dickhead. Uh, but yeah, anyway. that's cool. Um, I'm guessing as well we're going to work on another... Uh, pop quiz for some point are you, are you up for doing that
0: until as I said I'm taking on this work yeah. at the minute which is taking me a minute but I'm aiming to put out one of these pop quizzes every Friday whilst the lockdown runs
1: basically keep an eye on the Facebook page and you'll yeah. hope you'll get some updates on when the next pop quiz will be and you can join in with that one and we don't know when we're going to be back exactly with the next proper episode we'll try and do it you know for next week but you know, shit gets in the way. But the next one we're going to be doing is Carter, The Unstoppable Sex Machine. Oh, yeah, I don't think I'm free. Well, I am so looking forward to how much you're not going to enjoy that album.
0: You never know. I might I might surprise you. Uh, I might you really might. like
1: it. I, and that, yeah, make you surprise me with Jesus Jones. Maybe you're going to surprise me with Carter. We'll, we'll find out next time. Yeah, but you've got to remember, you remember that I liked
0: Jesus Jones at the time whilst I absolutely <laughs> fucking hated Carter. <laughs> so, anyway, cool. right maybe i've chilled on it though i don't know anyway guys thank you so much for joining us uh we will see you again there will be we're gonna try and keep our feed alive as much as we can we're putting out the quizzes that we're doing as podcasts uh feel free to ignore them if that's not your thing but anyway take care of yourself uh and stay safe out there people look after each other don't cough on anyone and um don't turn to cannibalism or incest
1: yet yet see you later bye Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We're on Twitter, at PCL Podcast, on Instagram, also at PCL Podcast, and Facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is PCLPodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com.